Yeah, so you use a, your quiet bit when you're not talking as your sample, and then you apply the noise reduction. It only takes out that background noise. So I do I know, it with um, Newman. I know how to do noise reduction. <laughs> well, it didn't sound like it. No, I because the the specific problem I have is the fifty. I think it's the fifty hertz buzz coming from my computer that's just really really loud at the moment. Mm. Uh, the problem being that you know the room noise that you said the room tone. Yeah, I take that and it's almost all fifty hertz buzz, mm. which is fine if you have a voice that goes up and down really melodically and doesn't have anything in common with a fifty hertz buzz. All right. Uh, well, but, no, I was going to say I don't have that problem, but then... No, you, yeah. you don't. Yeah. You've got a lovely voice. Your voice is all over the place and nice. You're like um, you're like um, if an actual uh, person who could be on proper radio didn't, didn't believe in themselves enough that they ever went down that route, so <laughs> ended up uh, working for the NHS for 20 years or whatever, yeah. and, uh, and then ended up podcasting in their spare time but with almost no self... Um, self-respect. Yeah, that's that's what your voice sounds like. Your voice is fine. Yeah, my my voice sounds like someone who couldn't get an autism diagnosis, but still seems to fit all of the symptoms. <laughs> so, oh, dude. So basically, the the mon- monochrome. I've got, I've got a very reassuring voice. I understand that. Um, because uh, because tedium, uh, reassures people. Apparently, I've um. I've started the show because I didn't want to lose all that gold. Good, good. I'm glad. I hope you're recording. Yeah, well, no, I'm not bothering recording, but I am. Yeah, of course I am. Shall we do a one, two, three thing? Oh, yeah, uh, uh, one. Oh. oh, no, hang on. I need... That work trick. I have to switch. Yeah, it doesn't work if I've got Mixler open, because then I no. I hear you go one, and then I hear you go one again a few seconds later. Oh. Uh, right, okay, let's try again. You start. One, two. What are you did? Why three? Well, I thought I'd leave you left <laughs> a dramatic pause. I wanted to leave a dramatic pause. Why are you the only one who gets to leave a dramatic pause? I think we might be performing too much for the, yeah. for the the number bit. You allow go. Me, you go allow first. Me to express myself, one, <laughs> two. Fucking hell! <laughs> it's like um, it's like uh, watching you know, like Big Brother, and they're announcing who's gonna who's gonna be leaving. It's like you're leaving this dramatic. What what number am I gonna say next? Might be two. Might be three. You never know. One, two, three, four. Is, maybe Is there a? Maybe there's a satellite delay, Nick. I don't know. Are you listening through Mixler? Um, I'm listening through um, Skype. Well, that's weird. Yeah. Oh, I'll just I'll fix I'll fix it in post. It's fine. Cool. It's you fine. You do that. You get a post and you fix it. It's very manly. I do not know. I do not know what the fuck is going on. Right. So, so. I, I think the first thing we should talk about is well, it's it's two interlinked. Uh, issues. The first one is uh, you've already told me that um, you're, you know, you're not in a great mood. Oh, I am a foaming pile of hate at the moment. 
Yeah, and you told me that about about a minute and a half before, like a oh, good time. It was in a timely enough time. Yeah. I'm not blaming you for yeah. this, but you told me uh, before we were due to start the show. Yeah. And then basically, because I've been fucking around at mm. this end, trying to get sound levels right yeah. and then getting called away by my son and stuff, yeah. it's now 20 minutes after the point yeah. where you told me that you might have quite a short fuse tonight. Mm. Well, I'm feeling uh, super relaxed. You'll feel, yeah, I thought you might be. <laughs> and, and, the th- and the thing is, um, I it, it's interesting because um, my timekeeping is kind of an issue. I mean, it always has been for this yeah. in particular. But there's a whole hour... Normally, depending on how well my boys go mm. to bed at seven, they're supposed to be in bed by half yeah. six, quarter to seven, and sometimes with Noah, it's a little bit after seven. But there's a whole hour to get ready. Yeah. But I, I have to make myself dinner in that time, mm. and that's not a big deal because I was I was only eating pasta tonight. Mm. But it's like, at the moment, I spend a lot of time just zoning out and not really knowing what's happened to time. Not like actually blacking out. Yeah. Like, I'm keeping... I'm conscious the whole time, but it's like... I just... It keeps slipping away sitting. from you. Yeah, just time yeah. keeps slipping away. I've never been great at this this particular sort of thing, but, like, the Monday, um, the Monday recording where I have to be in a place mm. at a particular time is... Um, is one of the places where that tension sort of comes out the most mm-hmm. for some reason. Other things are when Amy's out for the evening um, and she'll come home and she'll ask me what I've been doing. And it's mainly while things have been a bit difficult at work, really. Yeah. It's like she'll come home and ask me what I've been doing and I'll be like, well, I, um, I think I ate something, but I'll actually have to cast around for what it was I ate. And, like, maybe I'll have just switched on my computer game at the point when she turns up at 10 o'clock at night. And I literally, I won't have been wanking. I won't have been doing anything in all of that time. Mm. I won't have been watching TV. I don't know if I talked about it last week, but it's like, if I I manage to get myself in front of the TV and switch on Netflix and start Always Sunny in Philadelphia episodes running, Mm. then at least I'll end up watching some of those because I'll be sat in front of them. Yeah. That's, that's... But if for some reason I feel like I'm meant to achieve more than watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia episodes that night, I'll keep putting off doing that and just won't won't get anything done. Just staring at the wall. Well You must be. Yeah, it it feels like I'm doing more than that, but then I can't recall any of it, do you know? Yeah. The the best representative of my mental health at the moment is um our garden. So all of the tomatoes have got ill, mm. which is weird because it's a thing that I thought they were getting from the soil, but I've been growing them in bags this year and they're still ill. But anyway, um, the garden is literally half mowed and the lawnmower is sat in the middle in, in the line between the bit that's mowed and the bit that isn't mowed. Oh, that's textbook. Except it's, been a f- except it's been a few days, so there's little clumps of grass growing up around Brilliant. the lead and stuff. Around the lawnmower, and it's just sitting there. How many how many more days before the the, the mower essentially just becomes another garden ornament? Um, a, only a couple, probably. I'm going to have to do something about it. It's just well, it's funny, you, and you know, it's funny you say that because one of the things I've been suffering, I'm stripped of all motivation at the moment. Doing anything just feels much harder than it should do, which is yeah. manifested itself in the fact that it 
took me five weeks since I last mowed the lawn, at least. Yeah. So you've got a massive garden. I've got though. a very big garden. So I finally, I finally did it yesterday. That was not that was not a happy or fun task. I've got a very big garden, and we've got a hand-me-down hover mower, um, which is not suited for the type of garden I've got at all. So it's ridiculous. Mm. Uh, Scarlett wanted to have a go at pushing it, and she couldn't physically move it. <laughs> well, it's not. It's hard work, isn't yeah, it, for people it really who is. mainly work in offices? I, well, yeah, but I can, you know, I, despite the fact that I work in office, I still consider myself to be physically strong. But it's still, yeah. it's still, you know, hard work. Although I've, I've, um, I've, I've decided I'm going to save up and buy a petrol mower for next year. You want to get what the size of your garden? You could, you could arguably justify a small sit-down one. Well, yeah. I mean, if I had unlimited funds to spend, I would definitely get a uh, uh, a sit-down mower. But unfortunately, there, I cannot justify. But I'd like to very much because I'm very lazy. But, um, are you um, but these, at work the, at the moment? No, 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 not until uh, beginning of September. So um, you spend a lot of time in the parks in town, don't you? Um, I, I tend to, although I had the misfortune of going to a different park today with, with um, actually, a really sad experience. We went down to our local our local park, which right. is, uh, for fans of Southampton, is called Fremantle Lake Park. And it's, I remember that. It doesn't have yeah, a lake in it, does it? It, it doesn't, although it, it drains very poorly. Um, mm. And uh, this is the park where, 10 years ago, the weekend before we moved in, someone was stabbed in the park. Oh. So um, we went down there because they've got sort of like a, a half assed dog agility bit, which Scarlet was going to which Scarlet was gonna um, uh, take the dogs around. But there was this really sketchy-looking dude and he's Jack Russell just sat on one of the things in the middle, just just giving off a air of oddness. That was he really tall and skinny? No, he wasn't. No, he was he was quite he was I quite remember. fat and he was wearing a white polo shirt. And I thought, well, he's got part of the uh, the modern Nazi uniform on, so I'm keeping well away from him. And um, hmm. and it's it's very tatty. The grass isn't cut often enough. So the grass is a little bit long and it's a bit it's a bit worn and we went down to the we went down to the kiddies play area and all, although there's a couple of new pieces of equipment it's very unloved there's some it it doesn't look nice to be honest with you but um Scarlett bumped into a, a school friend not one that she's super close with but she seemed to be playing with her nicely I went up to there's a, a shelter that overlooks the kiddies child area and I was I was going to go and sit in there with the dogs, but when I saw that there was a guy sleeping in there, um, I, th- oh my I thought, no, I'll, I'll sit in the front of it instead. So I was listening to him making snuffles and snorts. He was alive. He was he was okay, and he he kept himself to himself. He got up, went round the back, and had a piss. Um, and then you know, at least he you know when he he got up for a piss, he went he went away from the kids, which is you know is good. He made sure they they couldn't see his penis, which is always. Someone I always appreciate if you're gonna have a if you're gonna have a piss in public, just sort of you know keep your penis private. Um, yeah. And then uh, Scarlett's friend left, and uh, there was like two other little kids there, and they left, and Scarlett was basically there completely on her own. And then all of a sudden, she just sat on one of the pieces of equipment, 
and just started crying. Oh my goodness. And I can't, I had the dogs with me, so I couldn't go in with the dogs. So I went over and I obviously I asked her what was wrong. She, said, she just looked at me and said, I've got no one to play with. Oh. Now, given the, the isolation and the loneliness of my childhood is one of the drivers of my poor mental health. Uh, it was a really traumatic experience. It was horrible because I'm looking at her mm. and I'm thinking, yeah, that's what summer holidays were like for me as well. Horrible and lonely with no one to play with. And I was just heartbroken. It was one of the most unpleasant things that's happened. Um, given that I've had a mental breakdown in the last four months, it's one of the most unpleasant things that's happened in the last four months. Now, you know, fortunately we came back and Scarlett cheered up and we went out and she played on her trampoline. That's something that she's taken up recently. And um, mm-hmm. we, we've been getting really positive feedback, actually, from her coach. It's it's nice that she appears to have found something that she naturally she's naturally good at. And um, mm-hmm. she's been going on Sunday mornings with Nicola and, and the coach took Nicola to one side and has been very complimentary about Scarlett's ability from beginner and, and suggested that she sort of pursue it and and keeps on with it. So it's very nice. We're very pleased for her that she's found something not only that she enjoys, but she's actually quite good at, which which is lovely, isn't it? But, um, yeah, she was bouncing about on that in the back garden and, and so forth. But, yeah, this the whole day has just had this sort of black cloud hanging over it of of just how how forlorn and, and, and just existentially rattled she was by how lonely she felt playing in that play park. On her own, which is um, why I won't be going there again. <laughs> it's funny enough. It's, I, I'm, I'm probably going to have to go to another one tomorrow because I've absolutely dominated this show so far. I'm really sorry. Um, no, it's fine. I am um, literally another another thing that, to increase my uh, ambient levels of tension before we recorded. Literally, um, as as the clock hit eight o'clock, Nicola got a phone call. From her parents, who who are supposed to be having Scarlet today, so like they've been really good about sort of taking Scarlet on a couple of days a week uh, when she's not been down with my mum uh, to sort of take a bit of pressure off me during the week. Because obviously, although my mood is generally improving, I, the the lack of sleep makes me very irritable, and I'm I'm not sleeping at all well. Although it worked into my hands last night, so I watched Game of Thrones almost as soon as it dropped. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, they've cancelled on us tomorrow, so I'm a little bit panicky because I'm I'm super tired today, and I'm I'm a little bit worried about well, if I don't get another if I don't get a half decent night's sleep tonight, I'm going to be a nightmare tomorrow. So um, I'm probably going to end up taking her into town. There's a nice park in um, in Southampton City Centre, which is actually it's very hard to feel lonely there because it's always full of kids. So we're trying can't get rid of the little fuckers in there. No, we're trying to have a better experience tomorrow. But oh god, mate, I tell you, it's the sort of stuff that haunts your dreams. That the park you're talking about mm. is the one uh, that I used to walk the dog, dogs, yeah. the dog. Just when we just had the one, yeah, um, is is where I used to walk the Dalmatians, and yeah, it's sketchy. I can't yeah. imagine it getting better. But what I was getting at mm. was that you could. Um, if you start staking out the parks in town properly, I'm pretty sure those mowers must get left alone for like a couple <laughs> of minutes at a time. True. So you could just skulk around near the mm. guy and just nick one for your back garden. Um, no, I can't see any. When, I can't see any negative consequences of doing that. So that's yeah, I agree. That's no, a good me idea. neither. Um, when um, when Noah 
does anything that even nearly approximates my um, childhood or my memories of my childhood um, of feeling. And to be fair, they're mostly memories of older in my childhood, like in my Mm. teens when I was like starting to feel very isolated. Um, I can't, I can't bear it. I I read far too much into it. Mm. Because he's normally like fine again a couple mm. of minutes later, but whenever he does anything that's remotely that fragile, it, it's very difficult. Max, on the other hand, I'm not too worried about at the moment. Uh, you um, you mentioning uh, Scarlet on the trampoline just uh, made me remember that my favourite thing at the moment is trying to get a decent video of him dancing to... Um, it's normally... It's normally one of the Seer songs because they're very dance oriented. Um, little Maddie Ziegler, who isn't actually that like it's it's weird. You see the transition between I think she must have been eleven or maybe even younger when she did the first wave of uh, music videos for Seer videos. She did something like two or three of them, and then she's she's still really young. But the next one's like two or three years later, and she's like the tallest. In a troop of well, no, that's not true because there are actually like there are there are people who are in their like late teens and stuff dancing. But the one of the videos off Sia's next album is um, it's for a song called "The Greatest," and there's a whole there's there's about like a two dozen dancers mm. ranging from practically toddlers, like not much older than Max, to um, to people who are clearly much older than Maddie Ziegler. They're like like I said. I'd say about 18, 19, maybe. But she's clearly in the middle somewhere. Yeah. And it's it's very weird because there's, um, there's one of the videos on the first... Uh, I don't think it's Sia's first album, but there's one of the videos on the first album that I knew of uh, for a song called Big Girls Cry that Max loved from listening to it in the car anyway. Yeah. Uh, Amy listens to the album in the car. And... Um, the video is literally just we we hadn't watched the video before because there isn't dancing. It's just the girl Maddie d- in the middle of the screen, but she's just doing stuff with her face, yeah, like facial expressions and pulling at her hair and stuff like that. And the video came on a few days ago, and I noticed Max has kind of been mimicking the dance moves in the other oh wow in the other videos and in Let It Go as well in the Frozen uh-huh. song Let It Go. He's been mimicking those for a little while, but he can do almost all of Big Girl's Cry because it's just her doing the faces. He'll just sit there and do all of the stuff with his face. Brilliant. And like, and and there's a bit where they clearly just twist the they just twist the camera mm. on its like so that it looks like she's going round the whole screen and are going upside down. But obviously they're just turning the camera. He gets on the sofa and tries to turn on his head and stuff. Brilliant. Like he's doing the same thing. Brilliant. The problem is, every time I try and take video of it on my phone, at a certain point, and it's normally the one minute mark, he'll notice that I'm filming him on my phone, and then he'll insist on seeing whatever's on there. Brilliant. Just yeah. ruining the whole thing. And you can't, and Noah won't shut up in the background either. He likes to check so the rushes, does Max, doesn't he? Yeah, he really does. How do he I really look does, and he ruins everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did I, I'm not sure I pulled off that last move, Dad. Although he hasn't quite nailed consonants yeah. yet, so once more, it's never once quite more for me, Dad. <laughs> He's well. I mean, repetition isn't a problem with children, is it? God, no, that's true. All volume when it comes to songs. 
Oh, have you seen Kubo and the Two Strings? Not yet, no. Oh, I very much recommend it. It's beautiful. Oh, uh, we're talking about movie recommendations. Did I, did I mention last week I took Scarlet to uh, the new Cinema Deluxe in Southampton? I have not been there yet. Oh, it's lovely. Is it pleasant? It's really oh. nice. I, I have to say, because it's all all um like premium reclining seats, so all of the seats are, are huge leather electric reclining chairs with uh, I'm six foot three and I could not touch the the wall in front of us. They've all got that much leg room. It's it's quite incredible. Very very good. How can they possibly afford that? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's seven fifty per adult ticket. So I mean, I, I guess That's I guess it works out. But I thought that was quite reasonable. But um, uh, it's a really good, really good image. It's all digital projectors. Well, apparently we're the first in Europe uh, for all digital projectors. I heard. In there, that sounds amazing. Sales month, um, great sound. We went to see um, after I read about four um, emoji movie reviews to Scarlet to try and dissuade her from going. I just, <laughs> look, look, darling, all these people are saying it's dreadful. It might just be dreadful. We went to see uh, Captain Underpants, which was all right. uh, which was delightful. Um, is that a live action film? No, it is a uh, it is a cartoon. Oh, uh, and uh, we particularly enjoyed Nick Kroll as the the villain the villain Professor Poopy Pants. Villain works. Villain. It's a DreamWorks animation, and there's some... Professor Poopy Pants is exactly what I'd imagine the scientist, um, the head scientist mm. at alt right headquarters being called Professor Poopy Pants. Oh, He's doing all of the. The uh, right wing science. Yeah, he's he's doing their their uh, V two testing, but um yeah yeah it was yeah. it was lovely. Yeah, DreamWorks. Uh, some really uh, interesting tangents it went on off, off on, but really nice sort of contained story about two kids who uh, managed to turn their awful headmaster into uh, the superhero uh, Captain Underpants, and then a, a science teacher who also becomes a, a sort of supervillain. But it's all nicely contained within the school. It's not. It's a really lovely little film. I really enjoyed it. I don't know what quite what's going on. I remember DreamWorks. As did Scarlet. Being, Sorry. Like, all right. Um, oh, good. As long as she mm. she didn't mind it. Um, I remember DreamWorks being kind of the joke in any conversation or uh, paragraph that had Pixar in it. That was like years ago, but the, it it seemed very much like they were on a track, and the track was always mm. to be the company making less accomplished and less um, clever or well written animated movies to Pixar's like groundbreaking stuff. Yeah, and I'd say Pixar are still making amazing movies, mm. but DreamWorks are just like they've kept them um, their momentum up. Yeah, but. They're really um, like even even though I think sometimes their stories aren't quite so, um, and I'm not even sure if it's DreamWorks that I'm talking about here. But with movies like Boss Baby and stuff like that, they've and I'm not sure who Trolls was either. Oh goodness! Actually. I think mm, no, it, I think that might have been DreamWorks. It's, God, it's one of those yeah. films. The amount of times it's been on in our house is Minions DreamWorks. Mm, despicable Me. Hmm, I'm not sure. Oh God, I'm not sure. Doesn't it do? You already, how many times have you had to put me or minions on in your house? 
Well, the thing about that, the thing about that is that they they are definitely from a different studio called Illumination. That's it, yeah. But I think I don't know if they're DreamWorks, but I think of them as the same sort of. It used to be that no one was touching. See, I'm saying I I said DreamWorks, and what I really meant was all of the others who aren't Pixar. Mm. Yeah, because DreamWorks because for a while it DreamWorks had Shrek, which was quite well well received, wasn't it? It was they've done they've done loads of really popular films, but I've always felt like they're a little bit like I've never been sure who they're for because as much as as much as we've spent all of these years trying to convince people that the um, the things we were into I say we and I mean me and other people like me I'm not sure how how saturate you know you didn't work at Film Planet the way I did so I don't know but like. Um, and you weren't as much of a traditional nerd as I probably ended up presenting as for most of the time. Mm. But you spend all you spend all that time trying to uh, convince people. No, there's there's a value and depth to all of these things we're into that that is beyond just them being for kids. Mm. Like there's a lot in these things for grown ups, and what that's ended up meaning for the most part is that. Um, so I guess both Shrek and like Up or Wally or whatever are family friendly. Arguably, they've all got something in them for everyone. But it feels to me like there's a whole wave of um, of movies, normally the non Pixar ones, that really they're for adults, but because the conceits in them only really make sense to adults. But they've got some fart gags and stuff in them just to keep kids. And bright colours in them to keep kids entertained. Do you see? Because the premise of Shrek is kind of... It's it's probably quite difficult for a very small child to get. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think I think one of the things that um, all the other animation studios have got going for them, um, uh, and certainly this is against Pixar, and maybe they want to think about maybe making a movie where this isn't the case, is all of their films are very much aimed at sending adults into a very deep and real depression in the first 10 minutes of each of their movies. Who picks us. Yeah. And it, it's getting to the point yeah. where it's almost smug to my to my mind now. It's <laughs> like, all right, we get it. You want to make the adults as depressed as you possibly can. You know, I, I don't know what to, to stop them being motivated from walking out of their seat. I don't know. It's I think they need to Is back that... off. Just make a cheerful fucking movie. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I was talking, um, I was talking on Twitter about... His fucking wife dies, mate. They're, they're <laughs> fucking childless, and his wife dies. What the fuck uh, is that all about? Um, I was um, I was talking about how uh, on Twitter I was talking about how I don't think any other areas of cinema, um, and it ended up talking about TV and CBBS as well. But I don't think anyone's really using their imaginations as much as is happening in children's, like ostensibly children's movies Ooh. now. I. And I think maybe that's always been the case anyway, but it certainly seems obvious. We've been watching even even stuff that's so aimed at um, being populist, like, um, well, like the Pixar movies, really, but also um, Moana's not Pixar, is it? It's Disney. Yeah. I think Moana's Disney. Um, so Moana, but even Trolls, which is kind of very bubblegummy, like it's not, I don't. It's not intended to be too deep. the The story isn't sophisticated at all, but the visual imagination that goes into 
designing all of the creatures and everything oh, and gorgeous. the whole look of the film yeah. is absolutely amazing. In, in Trolls and Moana, both of them. Yeah. Um, and and even like we've Minions has been on rotation in our house, and I thought because of what what the Minions are in pop culture, mainly the way grown ups use the Minions. To be honest, on Facebook and places like that, mm. I really was whenever uh, Noah found a, a Minion. Uh, a clip one of those sort of unofficial clips on youtube i was like i do not like where this is going i don't like how familiar he's getting with these characters mm. and we watched the movie in the end the first 10 minutes of that movie okay so have you seen it uh, is it the one with scarlet overkill in it yeah yeah that's yeah. cuz scarlet loves it cuz there's a character called scarlet so um quite aside from the fact that the villains in those movies are the heroes which yeah. is a little bit, a little bit of a, a grown-up concept. Um, the 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 opening sequence over the credits is like it's all kind of tradi- it's all kind of traditional animation, and it's of the evolution of these minions. Yeah, through um, through time, and so they're all they go from single cell organisms to. And it's one thing that's really interesting about the minions is that the design of them is so simple that it's really easy to transfer into these single cell organisms and then to um to them growing like uh fins or whatever and but the amount of ideas just in the first 10 minutes of that movie like in the opening sequence which is beautifully animated that's all 2D and beautifully animated to um the uh the the sort of preamble which is all exposition but about what the minions are and where they come mm. from and how they're trying to find a leader. That's all they want is a leader. Yeah. And there's all that stuff with the dinosaurs and stuff like that. It's all so clever. There are so many ideas in there. And um, and actually, the use of music in that movie is crazy as well. They're, they're surprisingly like we've thought- watched it a lot. Sorry, they're, they're surprisingly thoughtful movies. Were you aware, for example... Because I, I thought that the minion voices would probably be added post-animation, um, sort of, you know, very much sort of like in the old the old Marvel method. You know, pictures mm-hmm. first, sound second. But apparently the minions are fully scripted. That's I do believe that. It's kind of mm. crazy, but I do yeah. I do believe it. Mm. The but the um actually, Nicola, your wife, yes. mentioned the film Sing. Oh, Scarlet's very fond of that as well. So that's one of the best examples of, and maybe this is my, it it doesn't necessarily stop me enjoying films, but I do spend a bit of time, I think partly because um, discussion about movies and especially these sorts of, well, not these sorts of movies, but especially the sorts of movies we're supposed to like, is so overcharged and people are so either positive or so very positive or negative about them. I I tend to think quite I think quite a lot about like what the intended market of things was because you know someone's thinking about all of that stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. And the thing about Sing is I loved it and I felt this way about Zootopia as well. So it's not it's Disney thing. It's the case with Disney things as well. It's there's again there's plenty in there for children. Mm. Although I suspect that like nearer to Scarlet's age than my kids' yeah. ages. Yeah, Scarlet's very much in the sweet spot at the moment for this sort of stuff. But but the narrative is all aimed. It's they're basically 
for that, it's basically like a pitch perfect style narrative. In fact, it is. It's it's pretty much a genre film, but the genre is like main female centric sort of young adult and young adult to adult. Mm. Do you see what I mean? the, the story? The story is all about aspiration and chasing after fame, or not feeling like you've got where you. Well, sing, sing is a, a parody of of the the talent show um, genre, isn't it? You know, and sort yeah, of abs- the, the the culture that has sprung up around that. I mean, it's it, it's it's not a subtle parody from an adult's point of view, but it, it but it but there's enough of it poking holes at. Uh, how that all works to make it engaging for mm. for a for an adult viewer whereas i think the 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 kids in scarlet just seems to like the fact there's loads of songs in it yeah and i think that's i think that's where it sort of falls down a little bit and a good female protagonist as well yeah cuz cuz my boys but the female the main female protagonist in it is uh, to my mind is like a mum Whose husband kind of doesn't even notice her. If oh, see, I I, that, th- I think the uh, the rocking uh, girl the that sells out. I think she, I see I see her as the main protagonist. Ah, maybe you see. I mean, but that's the it's it's weird because it's kind of I forgot about the defeated I mean, and, mum. And I'm aware that uh, the other the other thing that slightly irritated me about it was uh, was that it, there it's about music. But the vast majority of it, they kind of you hear someone singing a line of something, but most of the songs, like there aren't actually that many songs considering how much music there is in sure. it. If that makes sense, um, which you know I quite like. I, I do quite like the set pieces where they actually sing a song. It just doesn't happen. It's not like trolls where there are quite a few of those. I think. What are the but, what are um, the little J-pop animals? Or rather, like them. They're like in what sync. Are they? Are they like the little the little I'm not, things. I'm, I'm not sure what they and are. And they keep doing J-pop, which is uh, really delights me. There's just and it's only like it's it's not so much. I mean, sometimes it's a criticism of the film, but sometimes it's just me wondering at what's going on there and whether it's sustainable. I think the first one I really noticed was Monsters University, which you know I don't know how well Monsters University actually did, but. It's an excellent. It's really good, and Noah and Max do quite like it actually because I've kind of forced them to watch it a few times. But like, it's not like most of those films where the story is something that makes sense. Like, the actual hook of the story is something that kids can get the hang of, even if there are sophisticated layers to it. Monsters University is literally a PG homage to screwball university like frat house yeah comedies okay who is what who is that for <laughs> well it's... well def- definitely i think parents you know i, I i'd enjoy seeing a, an homage to like animal house that we're probably at the right age and that will go com- i mean sure i mean that, that go completely over kids heads but we'll, it, i mean we'll love it <laughs> i almost wonder to a certain extent is Kid, do kids maybe focus less on the setting and more about the story itself? So a lot of that peripheral stuff is unimportant. So actually, I mean, it is just there for adult service. And is I, that necessarily I mean, a bad thing to make it a good family experience? 
Well, that's the thing. I, I, I guess what I guess what I think has happened, or or what what I feel what I feel like it, I'm responding to, and maybe not really understanding, or or not being like that cool with. Even though you know, I like all I like almost all of the examples of this happening. Is it, it, it's and there is a problem with every animated movie for kids being a morality play. Mm. You know that there's kind of that's kind of done but it it i think it used to be that the films that had a lot of cross um cross generational appeal were the ones that for the most part were aimed at children with a story that kids could get their heads around but with a few little bones thrown to the grown-ups yeah like the odd rude gag that we could pick up on yeah or or the um odd sophisticated um, yeah. storyline or element that we'd, we'd be able to get to grips with and and what I guess most of the things we're describing are is like well actually the story itself only the adults are really going to understand most of it like but um, the you know not the whole story but the majority of the story but they throw loads of bones to the kids to keep them interested yeah it's it seems like it's more that way around because because there's loads of silly little uh, physical humor bits in Monsters University that the, the boys really respond to. Yeah, but like they don't know what a university is, really. Sure. I mean, considering I work at one, they certainly aren't going to get most of the the references. And I guess these films still make money, and it's fine, and that's all that it's really important that films do. It's just it's just a really interesting transition I've noticed with some animated movies, especially CG animated movies, like they desperately want they desperately want grown-ups to I don't I mean I don't know I don't know what my point was also um what time is it uh, it's not really time to get into anything too deep no sorry. one thing I've one thing I've noticed um that I did want to mention over the last few days is and I don't I'm not angry about this and I I'm trying really hard to restrain myself because cause I've, been, I've been having a little bit of trouble recently where I feel like I'm communicating exactly the way I always do. Um, and and I, I keep getting into arguments with... I feel like I keep getting into arguments or pissing people off when I thought I was agreeing with them. Sure. So that's a little bit weird. So I'm, try, I'm trying to be really careful. But there, there have been a couple of times recently, uh, one time at work and one time um online just today where um i've 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 been talking to someone and it's been a white someone um and they've and we've been talking about how awful everything that's going on in the US and well end here as well is uh but mainly the stuff that's going on in in the US and at some point they've sort of said bearing in mind i'm used to being the fatalist and the cynic in most conversations yeah. Um, they've at some point said, the other person's at some point said, I mean, I don't know, just maybe it's better if we all just, maybe it's better if they do press the button and, you know, we're clearly fucked oh, as a species. Oh, Jesus. We're, we, we're clearly messing it all up. So um, maybe maybe it is, it is better if we just start from scratch. And the thing is, the thing that bothers me about that a little bit is part of me is spending a lot of time dismayed at the moment um, but the thing that's underlying all that is, well, maybe this is the point where we can't pretend that these weren't problems all along. 
Yeah. Okay. And maybe we can actually start dealing with them now that they've got to this point, which, you know, I know is naive and I don't think it's going to happen. But um, the problem, the thing that when people say that, you know, well, they've just realized now in their 30s or whenever when Trump's come along and all of this is happening, they're like, well, maybe we should just tear it all up and start again. I realize that, like, the, the two things I realize is how fucking fragile we are because we don't really have to deal with a lot of stuff. Even those of us who have been bullied or who are in a minority or who do have, say, mental health problems so we, like, aren't treated necessarily that well by some of our peers. And, you know, it's literally all we're seeing at the moment is something that people really on the margins have known all along that's yeah. that's all we're seeing at the yeah. moment that no, no no black person in america is surprised that yeah. there are neo-nazis in america yeah you know they just they just sat through white women not all white women but like not all white women but like they just sat <laughs> that's, through that's a hell uh, of a uh, movement you started there yeah but um they just sat through a majority of voting white women in the US voting for Trump and not for Hillary Clinton. Like they're not surprised by any of this stuff. Trans people aren't surprised that suddenly it turns out that, that, that there are Nazis around gay people probably aren't either. Although there are probably pockets of gay people who haven't had to deal with as much of that as other people have, but it's like, and our response to it being put in our face where we can't ignore it. And bear in mind, this is after two or three years of unarmed black teenagers being killed by police. Yeah. And people making excuses for it. Um, people making endless excuses for it. Like, we see this thing happening in, in America at the moment, and the solution that people are like, well, we're clearly boned. Let's just throw it all away. This is what people have been living with for, like, decades yeah. and centuries. And our first response to it is, well, it's clearly just happening. This is clearly a breaking point. Let's throw it all away. This experiment's failed. And I understand the instinct, but part of me wants to go, well, I don't want to give them whiplash because for a start, I'm not the person who's the optimistic person in any given conversation about society. Generally, I don't want to confuse people. Mm. But at the same time, it's like, did you only just, did we only just notice? I'm not going to say you. I don't even mean you, I mean them as well. It's like, because I didn't notice this until a couple of years ago. But did we only just notice that this was a problem? And are we only bothered about it now and not looking at it retroactively? There are so many problems with all of it, you know. I'm even It's the collective we. The collective we continues to be a problem. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm. But I mean, it's... But it... I, I, there, there've been points where I even think, like, just it's right. It's right not to soften. Um, all of the language is causing problems. Like I've seen a couple of people when the news referred to the 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 dry, the car incident as an ISIS um, inspired attack, mm. and I get it. But it's one of those things that it feels to me like not only does it ennoble ISIS mm. a little bit, it gives them a bit more credit, a bit more credit than they really deserve because like people have worked out how to kill people with vehicles a long time ago. It's not a new thing. 
Um, we've had road rage for decades. Well, I, I, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if you if you go back pre pre motorized vehicles, pretty sure people used to run people down with their horses. Yeah. Well, yeah, almost, almost definitely. I think they had sports based around it. Oh my god! But at the same, t- at the same time, it also lets. Um, there's already that narrative that, like, the reason the right is the way it is is because the left has been letting things get out of hand oh, with yeah. all of these fundamentalists around yeah. and all of this stuff. And so it's, so it's sort of like, well, no, let's let's give the let's give the white power dudes the credit for that particular car crash. But then, but then, like, I understand. I understand the argument to not call them alt-right. That's the term they chose. They're doing it to distract people from um, the fact that they're basically Nazis. Well, except that, that, I mean, yeah, that they're Nazis, that they're white supremacists, etc., etc. But I saw an exchange between an American and a German on Twitter the other day where the German said something about, in Germany, you know, they they put it front and centre. They said, in Germany... um, like we we've we've banned the the swastika for like sixty years or whatever. How are you saying that? I can't I can't remember I can't remember exactly what they were doing, but they were they were no, basically the, they were basi- the, the the Nazi symbol. How are you saying that? Swastika. Really? Okay. Is it swastika? I think it's swa- How's it swastika. Swastika. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably getting it wrong. I doubt it's a bath bath thing, is it? Yeah, almost. You say swastika, I say swastika. I say swastika. Let's go and kill some Jews. I pronounce it. I pronounce words wrong. That's my thing, apparently. But um, but so they were having this exchange where the German person was saying, "I mean, come on, like we we've banned we banned these things. We know what this all is. You know, mm. we know what this all is. It's not about free speech. It's about blah." And um, an American uh, responded by saying, um, "Yeah, well, you invented it, though." And that that immediately that immediately made me think that maybe the term Nazi isn't useful because it ties white supremacy goes back a lot further in American and European history than the last century, doesn't it? I was- the roots of I was watching um, a documentary the other day about um, uh, Cabot, um, the guy that um, discovered new. I'm saying discovered with um, inverted commas, discovered Newfoundland, and he Newfoundland. Yeah, is that how you're saying it? His, yeah, yeah. It is. Sorry. His um, <laughs> in in his charter from I think it was Henry the Seventh. It was basically to claim all lands for England from uh, uh, heathen non-Christians, and and that's that's exactly what that was 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 European superiority. If you're if you're not white mm. and you're not Christian, then you're not human, and you know it, it, mm. the, its roots are super deep. But then you know the the the, the Romans were you know you know you can you can trace it back to. You know, genuinely ancient times. You know, the Egyptians would have felt themselves probably quite rightly superior to others. It, it's kind of almost like sort of this natural tribalism that you need. You, you need to motivate people to do things for you by giving them a shared collective myth that they can all believe in. And for the last couple of thousand years, that shared collective myth has been nationhood. 
and yeah. and you, you 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 make people believe that the nation is important and something that you belong to and something that can define you your nationhood but it it's false it doesn't it doesn't mean anything it doesn't appear in nature you know it, it it's a man-made construct that's used by power to motivate masses you know and it, and it's yeah. still a it, it, to me, I look at the Nazis, and it's it's like I don't I don't want to sound like I'm some sort of um, self satisfied woke prick, but I, I look at the Nazis and I think, but you're just you're just drinking the Kool Aid of the people that are in power. You you think that you're protecting your freedom, but you're doubling down on yeah. the mechanisms that entrap you and everyone else. It's nuts. It's, you know, and I think especially, I, I don't know, I don't know. I, I, there's definitely a whole uh, rabbit warren uh, I could go down. But what, what I would say, uh, there is one person I blame and one person alone, and that's Godwin. Is it me? No, it's Godwin. Oh. Because <laughs> he, well, uh, he said, he said, once someone gets called a Nazi, we have to stop talking. Now, maybe, maybe if he'd let us have a go at the Nazis, instead of getting so bloody pious with us, maybe it would have all been over. He, um... He is, if I think it's still the same guy. He writes, for Breiburg. One of his he kids he writes for Breiburg now. You know that, don't you? Does he? No, I don't know. I don't even I don't, know who he That is. was a joke, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I was, con- I was confused. I don't think you sounded like a woke Well done. I don't think you sounded like a woke prick. I thought you sounded like Citizen Smith a little bit. All right. Like okay. a, a super intellectual version of Citizen Smith. Thank you. Um, no, I think uh, Godwin. Actually, someone asked him on Twitter um, uh, just to unequivocally uh, make a statement about whether or not the uh, people um, uh, rallying at the moment are Nazis. And he said, yeah, by all means, call these. He used a, a bad word, and I can't remember what it was. He wrote uh, Call these I'm pricks. I'm sorry, we've got to start uh, this Nazis. conversation now. To my mind, he sounds like one of the screws <laughs> from Porridge. <laughs> I feel like we've lost track a little bit. Um, Hate Nazis though. I'm just, I'm just going to go on record. Just going to go on record. How how did this even become? The, but this is the thing. It's, it's fucked like... up. It's, <laughs> you know, you hear the sound of a nail hitting. And it's how how did Nazis come back? How did the fuck did that happen? How did how did the threat of nuclear war on the horizon come back? No, no, that's always going to be it's it's a it's a, a way of of people in power flexing their muscles at each other. It, it's it's part of a macro political political game. Nuclear weapons they're always going to be in play. Fear of, I thought they'd th- stopped playing them like a couple of decades ago. Oh, but fear of nuclear weapons is such a handy way to manipulate people's feelings, especially if if you mix it up with, oh, what if the terrorists get hold of nuclear material and create a dirty bomb? Oh, that's very scary. <gasps> and and totally like very, Back to the Future. Yeah, totally a, a, a very useful a very useful tool um, for power to to instill fear in the people. But um but Nazis It's like people keep publishing these pictures of Captain America punching Nazis going, We all fucking read that when we were kids. How are you aspiring to be a Nazi? Don't didn't you watch any films? They think they're they think they're so woke, that's what does my head in. They think they're the ones who've got it right. It really freaks me out. 
It's very weird. And I don't, I mean, I wonder if, I wonder if what we're seeing isn't, I, I think we maybe have it, well, not we, maybe me, maybe, maybe uh, it feel it feels like we've got it a little bit arsed backwards because I think maybe we think they're trying to, it feels like because Nazis and Nazi symbolism um, is also emotive mm. and powerful um, because of what the the Nazis did mm. um, and what Hitler did, mm. that um, that we think it's really easy to make that mm. what's driving these people, like to make it to feel like that's what's driving these people. Whereas what what's probably happening, what might be happening, I don't know, but what it feels like is happening is that I don't think they all read Mein Kampf and decided they were going to be like this. Um, I think that in certainly in the US, the roots of what it's fairly clear that the roots of the roots of where they're coming from mm. is the KKK and the um, the unresolved. Uh, I'm not I'm not saying anything new, but I just I just don't think it's said often enough. So like for a lot of people, a lot of people like us, to be fair. It it seems like a it seems like it seems like the white lads like carrying torches and uh, marching on places and running cars into people are they're definitely the problem they're certainly the problem that needs solving right now mm. but we think that that's the driving force of everything that's going on because it's the most potent part of it. But I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it is Hitler and the swastikas. Swastikas. No, swastikas, I, I, th- I think elastica, it- elastica, and all of that stuff. I think that that's just the most. That's just the most easy, exciting, symbolism for them to grab onto because he was the most successful white supremacist in yeah, and, 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 and like it, recent history. And it, and it's driven. It's driven also by socio-political climate where people are feeling disenfranchised. Capitalism's mm. letting them down. Capitalism provided for them for many years. The industries that that required so much resource have moved on, have advanced, technology's advanced. Uh, humans as a resource are becoming less and less valuable. Therefore, more and more people are feeling disenfranchised, none more so than in uh, poor white areas, uh, well, poor black areas too, but poor areas of America, poor areas of um, uh, United Kingdom and um, bogeymen have been introduced to distract people from the truth of the situation. You know, I feel like I feel like that argument. I feel like that argument or rationale holds a lot more water here than it does in the US, though. Oh God, no! I mean, one of one of Trump's in the, in the in the US in the US, there've been parts of the country that have been like have never walked away from this stuff. You know. It's not. It's not any major changes that have happened in the last fifty years. They never walked away from this stuff. They're still waving the same flags. No, no, waving. no. But I think in terms of what you know, a lot of this is driven off the is emboldened off the back of Trump's triumph. And, oh yeah, and, yeah. okay, and, yeah. And, and 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 Trump's heartland, the Rust Belt, his heartland vote, it is kind of people, and that's the problem. 
it doesn't need Nazis to to the Nazis have always existed, but but the political climate is emboldening them because people who are kind of uh, people have been manipulated to 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 pitch further to the right. Mm. So not necessarily those those people aren't necessarily out and out Nazis. I imagine the mo- most people who voted Trump aren't Nazis, but their shift to the right has emboldened mm. the far right. So people are more inclined to, I don't know. Anyway, we should not. Have got into I mean, this I don't, so I don't think. Then, yeah, I don't think. I don't think the. I don't think the people who voted. In, but that, that you see, that's. I. I kind of agree with you. I. I think I agree with you, but I think that's maybe the, like, it. It also serves my point, which is that, the Nazis are the vocal dangerous seeming wing of mm. what's going on at the moment but the fact that it's got this far before so many of the population of of the US and the UK well we've barely even it's barely even been covered over here but like um it's got to this point before so many like white republicans for example are actually noticing it and they're all acting surprised i'd, I'd say of, uh, i'd say we've woken up more quickly than people in germany did or people in europe did in the 30s I, I, but it happened in exactly the same way in the 30s yeah you know bogeymen were introduced for the woes of a struggling country and you know that's what's happened in america and it caused people to shift further to the right admittedly you know you can say what you like about Hitler, but at least he was sort of, you know, he was up front about what he believed when he was. Trump's a little bit sly about it, but it's harder for a leader to, to come out now and go, yeah, I'm, I'm a Nazi. I mean, did did Hitler, like, Hitler really believed it, though, didn't he? Probably. Or was he just, or was he just an opportunist as well? Yeah, like, uh, Trump, Trump... I don't know Trump's, if Trump believes anything. No, Trump's different, though, isn't he? He is Steve Bannon's flesh puppet. So the people behind yeah, Trump, well, I mean, the, the people behind Trump really believe it. Trump, Trump's there for ego, you know. <laughs> he's mm. he's having his ego stroke by people, you know. It's it's a play thing. It's it's you know he's indulging in the in the things that his money couldn't buy. You know, he's bought everything, yeah. and he's yeah. he's having. It's why he wanted the state visit to the UK because it was something money couldn't buy, something only his status could buy, which is why that status, I think, is so important to him. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's right. I think he is a white supremacist, but only in the way that nearly everyone white has it in them to be. Well, there was a there was a video is. there was a video doing the rounds today of a, an interview from I think nineties or eighties, and he was talking about his sort of genetic superiority and his, you know, mm-hmm. saying that you know his stock that he comes from, which is it's, which is what posh people that's their that's their um. Nationalism, their their racism, isn't it? Is their stock they come from? You know. Yeah, well, I mean, some. I mean, their way I mean, of some of them are actually work. racist as well. Well, yeah, but um, you're, I, you're right. I don't that some of them are racist. Claim, as well. I wasn't claiming they weren't racist. I'm just they're more subtle about it. They don't. Yeah. They're not quite as on front street, are they? But then you know, when it you know the the, the king of the time in the 30s in, in England was a, a, a fan of the fascists, wasn't he? So you know, what can you do? I don't know the Queen's Punch view. Nazis, that's what you can do. I don't know I don't know the uh, the Queen's views, but I'm I'm assuming she's against Nazis. She shouldn't be quite against them in the war, so I'm assuming that actually on this on this particular issue, uh, uh good Queen Bess 
might well be on point. She should definitely come out and condemn it, though. Punch a Nazi! I mean, I don't know. I like her, even though I don't like him. I don't know. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah, let's do that next week. We should probably um, uh, wrap this up, Nick. Haven't your tablets hit you yet? No, I just I need to go to bed. I'm fucked. I don't take those tablets anymore. Oh! <coughs> but I do, need oh, okay. to, I do need to go to bed because I'm exhausted. That's okay. I um, I have some stuff I need to do. I was going to stare at... It's masturbating, isn't at it? My, my computer. No. No. Because it is very difficult to masturbate to an endlessly refreshed Facebook or Twitter timeline to see what else is uh, going wrong in the as, world. As ever, though, um, uh, if I can recommend it, for anyone who is concerned about habitual masturbation, may I recommend antidepressants? We haven't done the admin. Uh, I, uh, you're look, listening to two great to... men. Um, we're watching uh, Seinfeld on uh, Amazon Prime in the UK. You can follow along with us. Is that the right show? <laughs> I like the one. Uh, I like the one where um, his brother is getting ready for a date, mm. and he decides he's got to iron his trousers at the beginning. Yeah, but the dog is just. Pri- I don't know where they got that dog actor from. Yes, no. But... It, it, well, I think it was an early Andy Circus, early Andy Circus role because obviously he was he was covered to start with. But it's it's superb, isn't it? A ground, it's groundbreaking really, really for good. the time, actually. What people? Yeah, what, is it CG or an animatronic? It's um, it's actually an animatronic, but there was a full size version of the suit backstage, and it was connected mechanically to the animatronic model that appeared on screen. So it was uh, very difficult to get the angles and the blocking right. It was a very difficult show to shoot that one, but yeah, it's it's one of Andy Serkis's very first performances and it's a real tour de fast force is that that's that's why people always talk about Seinfeld being so groundbreaking isn't it that's right because quite often special effects well, and quite often they turn up to uh, ceremonies where new building works are about to start <laughs> um, there'll be show notes that link to all of our places at twogrownmen.net I don't know if there I don't know if there are going to be any other show notes generated by this episode yeah Oh, there's, we talked about loads of films, but none of them were particularly obscure or anything. Too, so. too bewildered, the kids. Prattle on a Monday <laughs> thank evening. You. Thank you for listening, James. Thank thank you for listening, Nick. Thank you, listener, for listening to us, listening yeah. to each other. Thank you. L- love you. Bye. 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 Bye.